This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. With Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Here we are, brand new year. If you don't know us by now, we're the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, and across the way from me in this luxuriously warm studio compared to last week, yeah. it's Chris Sinzak. How's it going? It's going great, man. You feeling good about 2018? I am, yeah. We have a we have a busy January alone to look forward to here. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. We got the uh, big Kiss Expo coming up down mm-hmm. in Atlanta. We're going to be there. We're real excited. We just got done talking about that with our VIPs. Yeah, yeah. Just sign up for the VIP on Patreon.com slash Decibel Geek, and you'll get the inside scoop on stuff that I can't say on the show. Right. And also, we do the uh, exclusive Facebook group yes. that you get to be a part of on that. And those guys actually wanted the spoilers yeah. to what we picked for our year-end episode. So we went ahead and gave that to them early because yep. they just couldn't wait. Right. So as you, if you're familiar with the show, you know that we typically wait till January to do our best of the previous year. Yeah. For a number of reasons for that. Well, one, it's the holiday season and we're busy. Also, we like to have every other show do their list so we have a good idea of things that we can poach from them. Right, yeah, in case we miss stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know about you, but I agonized over to narrow this damn thing down to 10 songs was very hard. It was hard. I, I kind of feel like this year was more difficult to narrow it down to picks of 10 Yeah. as compared to last year, maybe several years running. Yeah. Anyone who says there's nothing good coming out anymore is not paying any attention. No, they're definitely not going to decibelgeek.com, no. that's for sure. And that's where we got, I mean, that's really, that's the best reference oh, yeah. point you can go to. Totally. And uh, we've got a whole bunch of writers, and there's a whole feature on there with all of their top tens. Yeah, we're going to be going through some of that today because we're going to find our soulmates today. We're going to, <laughs> we're going to find our, our rock and roll journalist soulmates. We're going to look at the picks that all our awesome writers made right. for their top ten of 2017. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see how we match up. We're going yeah. to find out who is our perfect match. And, uh, well, before that, we would normally do Geeks of the Week, but I screwed up. I, uh, it's three weeks in a row now. I know. I know. <laughs> the, the people over at Metal Sludge must be loving they're, it. Yeah, they're loving No Geeks of the Week this week. Uh, no, I had done the whole list and the Amazon purchase list and everything and thought I was doing it on a Google Doc, and then turns out it was a Word Doc, and that Word Doc is sitting on my computer at work. All alone. All alone. So it's serving no one any, any good. <laughs> but, uh, so we're going to get right into it. Pretty I mean, quickly, this man. Week. Next week's episode is going to be just geeks of the week. No, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> and things that were bought on Amazon. No, but if you episode. if you shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter, please know that we appreciate it very much. And I will get back to doing geeks of the week next week. And thank you for doing it. It means a lot to us. That uh-huh. that's how we get the downloads we get, and uh, you guys, you know, spreading the word. That's how the audience grows. And then, of course, if you buy anything on Amazon through our link at decibelgeek.com, we get a little piece of that, yeah. and it's truly appreciated, and I get a good list. And if you bought a crazy dildo in the last three weeks, <laughs> I will include that. I will, I'll dig back a little further to make sure I expose your weirdness. Okay. You've been waiting a long time for that. Yeah, I have. We don't have enough perverts in the audience. Right. So um, do we just want to go ahead and get into things? I, well, yeah, because I yeah. think it's going to be okay because this is our big 2017. It's a loose so, episode. So it's a super <laughs> show, you know. Yeah. So we're playing 20 songs we today. 
by bands that we love and off of albums that were just kick ass in 2017. Yeah, and the, you heard the intro music. That's uh, a band called Greta Van Fleet. It was not Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you would have thought Led Zeppelin released a new album in 2017 with the way Greta Van Fleet sounds, and that's the only reason they didn't make my list is because they are a tad bit controversial. Um, there are bands. There are bands on my list that sound like other bands. That, that I will not dispute that. Okay, but Greta Van Fleet. It, it sounds like a straight-up copy of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, kind of. The singer sounds just like Robert Plant. The first time I heard Greta Van Fleet, I was like, this has to be a Led Zeppelin song. Like, I had to be convinced. Like an unreleased song? Yes, because he well, sounds that much like Robert Plant. I mean, you can't bag on it too much. Though, I'm not because... bagging on it. It's a it's a very enjoyable record. Yeah. It really is, and they're really young. I think they're like in their late teens. Because I was going to say, I've got one way up towards the top of my list that's kind of along those same lines, sure. too. So. But the, and there's nothing wrong with, with that. But uh, they didn't. They didn't make my list only for that reason. And uh, BJ Cramp, I know you're listening, and I did it mostly for you because I knew you were going to have an aneurysm if I put them <laughs> in my list. Number one. Well, anyway, I brought them up uh, earlier in the year when I first started listening to them. I made a sarcastic post on Facebook as I'm wont to do, and I said that Greta Van Fleet sure seems to have a little bit of a Led Zeppelin influence. And I just did it sarcastically. Right. And of course, a lot of people chimed in either liking them or not liking them and, and then BJ steamrolled in with fuck these guys they have no originality <laughs> at all and and uh, yeah he was not pleased at all with them so yeah. so BJ I did that for you that's the only reason they, they didn't make my list I think they're pretty good they, they didn't, are good they didn't make my list because it's <laughs> it's only 10 it's only 10 yeah it's so hard I have 11 also Rands we'll get to that later in the show okay. so you I want you kick things off okay so here is my number 10 album of the year you know and being number 10 there's no shame in that because I mean out of all the amazing albums that came out this year and like we said it's so difficult to narrow it down to 10 but this one mm-hmm. I mean I didn't even know I didn't even know this is where being involved in decibel geek and being in keeping my eyes on what's going on in decibelgeek.com really saved my butt yeah. because i wouldn't have known about this if not for that 70s guys top 10 yeah where he included a brand new album by vain right i had no idea <laughs> so i'm putting the list together and i think i've got my top 10 and i'm like well dang i owe it to you know you know myself i like vain i didn't even know vain was still putting out albums i did all either. these years I, I knew about no respect yeah that's and, a great record. and that's it yeah. and that is a great record that's why i had to check it out mm-hmm. and when i listened to it i was blown away yeah you know i don't really know a whole lot about it i know it was released on may 26th on Jackie Rainbow Records. You know that one? The Jackie Rainbow Records? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Where was it recorded? Probably in Davy Vane's backyard. I bet you he's got a studio just like Decibel oh, Geeks. And I guarantee he's not wearing shoes. No? Davy Vane is barefoot every time he goes on stage. Oh, yeah? A little fun fact for you. Wow, cool. Yep. I guess I never noticed. Always barefoot. That's cool. <laughs> This is the classic lineup. You got Tommy Ricard on drums, Ashley Mitchell on bass, Jamie Scott on guitar, and Davey Vane playing guitar and handling the lead vocals. And holy shit, does Davey Vane sound good. Yeah. I mean, you could play that No Respect album and play this one. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. Many years difference. Yeah. But as far as that guy's voice goes, man, he's just as good as he ever was, if not better. I'm pretty blown away by this album. Graham Spark, back a while, uh, when it came out, 
did a pretty awesome review on it on decibelgeek.com, and he said this about it, and I can't agree with it more. Graham Sparks says, Remaining true to his musical integrity, each of his recordings is filled with catchy hooks and choruses, rampant with melodies, and loaded with fresh, creative guitar sounds. Davey's voice is one of the most unique, hypnotic, and original voices in rock and roll. It invokes and inspires you with a style entirely his own. His recorded and live performances are electric, raw, and infused with a power and magic that is as rare today as it was when Davey first started playing out. I couldn't agree with it more. I love the new album. It's called Rolling With The Punches. Here's a song. I I dug a lot of stuff off this. Mm -hmm. This is one that really jumped out to me. I dug a lot. It's Vane. 2017. Who knew? This one's called Sacrifice.
That's good stuff, man. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, that's a great song. I'm going and getting these other albums, man. I'm going yeah. on. I'm going on well, Amazon.com through Decibel Geek. Yeah. I'm getting these other Vein albums. I had no idea. I know the one after No Respect. I think it came out like ninety four, ninety five. I like that one a lot. It has a great song called Whisper on it. Right on. That I've, I've listened to before. Yeah, Vane's an underrated band. Very man. much. Yeah, real and a very unique sounding band. Too. Yeah, I dig it. So. uh I'm going to go with a band that was formed for my number 10 for 2017. There was a band was formed in 2014. It's a five-piece band formed in Wigan, Northwest England. They claim influences from the Eagles to Pantera. That's cool. It's a good range. <laughs> and this album came out on Frontiers Records. This band is a band called Bigfoot. And uh, listener Rob Webb, who lives in the UK, saw one of my... Uh, morning coffee soundtrack post of uh, you know every time I'm listening to something at work that I think is cool. Right. I'll put a little screenshot of my phone on there, and uh, I don't. I put up, up something. I don't remember what band I put up. And uh, Rob goes, "You need to check out this band." And I discovered Bigfoot thanks to Rob Webb, and uh, they made my top ten for the year. Nice. This is Bigfoot from the self-titled album, and it's a song called "The Fear." <laughs> If I stayed or departed One night of fire Is one night of history Walking away But it still seems to follow me
Bigfoot. That's cool, man. Yeah. We're off to a real good start. If those are the top, the, the just the number 10s, imagine what we got coming for you next. Yeah. And so that means it's up to me. And this was one that I was really, really looking forward to. It was released on September 22nd on Mascot Records. You know that one? I do not know that. <laughs> it doesn't of, really matter in 2017. I know. That's, I, I don't know. Aside from Frontiers got, right. and AFM really? and, and yep. high-vol music. Yeah, and there's some of those on yeah. here we'll see today. Now, this mascot record is out of the Never- Netherlands. They put out albums by uh, Black Label Society, Monster Truck, and Volbeat, amongst others. Pretty good. Recorded in East West Studios in Hollywood, California. Man, you know, back in 2013, I thought it was over for the Black Country Communion. Yeah. It seemed like it was finished, you know, great albums they came out with, but a mm-hmm. lot of band drama, I guess. A lot. So I thought that was it, but I love those first two albums so much, you mm-hmm. know, and I was bummed out because, you know, I'm a big Glenn Hughes fan. He was number one on my list last year. And, uh, you know, this band, they're like a super group. They got Glenn Hughes on bass and vocals, Joe Bonamassa on lead guitar, Derek Sherinian on keyboards, and, of course, Jason Bonham on drums. This album is pretty damn cool. There's all kinds of different stuff on here. It's like this super group, but they're also like four or five different groups within one because each song is a little bit different than the rest. This one's got a lot of Zeppelin flavor to it. I mean, and not just the drumming because obviously it's Jason Bonham, so it's going to have... You know, that that shit's Mm -hmm. genetic, I'm telling you. He passed down them right genes to his son. And... The drums are killer on it. I mean, everything. The bass is great, you know, but it's Glenn Hughes, and the lead guitar is kick-ass. Joe Bonamassa doing some of his best stuff. It was produced by the caveman, Kevin Shirley. He's done Iron Maiden, Rush, The Black Crows, Aerosmith, Jackal, and Silverchair. Okay. (laughs) Silverchair. The band that causes murder. But Black Country Communion's back in 2017 kick-ass album i like it a lot uh the album's called bcc4 or bccv if you don't read roman (laughs) if you don't read (laughs) (laughs) here's a tune called sway
Is that about my favorite MTV VJ, Sway? I don't know. I Probably don't... not. Is that a girl or a guy? It's a guy. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember Sway. Uh, kind of later in the era of MTV. Yeah. Now he's a radio DJ. I knew a stripper named Sway once. Did you? It might be about her. Maybe. She was songworthy. Yeah. Well, that's... um. That album got a lot of love from listeners. I think we sold a good number of copies of that through our Amazon link this past yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember reading it a few times. I wasn't disappointed with it. I oh, liked it good. a lot. Uh, my son got me that for Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So uh, for my number nine, uh, this has a, a meaning to Decibel Geek personally because it's the new album from Every Mother's Nightmare called Grind. If you've listened to the show over the past year, you're probably very well familiar with this band because they were a big part of our 2017 also. Um, this was released on High Vol Music, who you know helped sponsor the show over the last year. Yeah. Bill Chavis and his crew do a great job. This album is a great return to form for this band from Memphis, and it's their first release in 15 years. Really holds true to their classic sound, but still has a modern feel to it. My favorite songs on this are Loco, Crazy, Blown Away, and Snake. But I had to pick this one for personal reasons, as we were involved with the video release. Yeah. This is a smoking live rendition of the song Push.
what a year it's been. And you know, then and Rick Rule from Every Mother's Nightmare was here in Nashville for the Rock and Pod yeah. Expo and stayed all day long, posed for a lot of pictures, signed a lot of autographs. Yeah. It was and, cool uh, to see a guy like that come nice on and be recognized yeah. and given praise to yeah, and then they were also part of my year because then I went down a few months later and saw them play in Memphis at an amphitheater right. with Tor Tor and Roxy Blue, and yeah, it was a it was a big year for us with the Memphis Memphis trifecta or whatever you want to call it. But uh, that is good stuff. They yeah. were they were great live, and uh, yeah, they were a big part of our 2017. So I had to definitely include them on the list, and and Bill Chavis was a great contributor to what we did over the past year. For sure, yeah, we appreciate him and High Vol Music very yeah. much, and hope to do stuff with them again in the future. Definitely, hope I mean, to. man, they keep putting out the right kind of bands and the right kind of albums. We yeah. want to be involved with High Vol. Very good stuff. That's one thing, you know, when it came to putting together this list, because like you say, it was really tough to narrow it down to 10. But I guess kind of the way it worked out was I put mine out there as quick as I could. But then I had one that was kind of two to be determined and I wanted to Mm -hmm. hold off and see what you were coming out with. Right. Because then like whatever you didn't have, like luckily you picked a bunch of ones that I would have picked too. Right. You know, so I was okay with what I already And you kind of did as well. Yeah. You know, even with every, you picking stuff I would have picked, I had a, a ton of leftovers. Right, yeah. Every Mother's Nightmare was one I really was. It was on my original list mm. for sure. Yeah, but they were uh, they were kind of a no brainer to pick this year. Good stuff. You want to look at some of the writers' picks yeah. for a minute? Let's take a look at a couple of these. Uh, we'll start off right at the top. This one is from Neil Beezer Bees from all the way in Australia. Australia. Yeah, he had a great year for us, too. Yeah, all these people that that contribute, man. We love them so much. These are the people you should be turning to to be turned on to new albums because, I mean, they're on top of it. They really Mm -hmm. are. And when these guys put together their top tens, it's because they put in the time, they listen to all these bands, and they know what they're talking about. They do Mm -hmm. it all year round to come down to these final ten. Here's what Neil's got as his top ten. At ten, it's Thunder, Rip It Up. Yep. At number nine, he's got Stone Sour with Hydrograd. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Arch Enemy with Will to Power. Number seven, The Darkness, Pinewood Smile. Was that, well, how did you, I know you, you got that this year, right? We'll talk about it later. Okay, all yeah. right. <laughs> did, I, did I ruin it? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Um, at number six, Trivium, The Sin and the Sentence. Mm-hmm. At number five, We Came as Romans, like Cold Like War. You know about them? I've heard the band a couple of times. I'm not really that yeah. well-schooled on them. All right. At number four, he's got Paradise Lost with Medusa. Number three is Mastodon, Emperor of Sand. Some people like Mastodon. Some people don't. It's a little yeah, complicated they, for That me. was a popular album over this past year. Yeah. Uh, number two, Soul, uh, The Soul Exchange, an album called Vow of Seth. I don't know about Soul Exchange. That's on me. And number one. Sparzanza. Mm-hmm. You know about Sparzanza? This album was on my also Rand's list. Yeah. And it, w- it was only because of uh, his album review, because I'd otherwise would not have known about it. And uh, what are they like? They're really good. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed them quite a bit. I, it almost made my list because I was really grooving on it, but there were certain things that, that just barely beat it out. It's kind of like kind of stoner doom metal type sounding stuff yeah. like you know you remember king k-y-n-g yeah and you know c-o-c kind of right kind of sludge metal huh. but they have they're not they're not like cookie monster or anything yeah. like they're accessible sounding i really liked them but yeah i had them right there on my also rands list that's cool yeah. i'll check out some more of that yeah good band uh you want to do another one yeah 
You got it. How many matches without spoiling it? On that one? Yeah. One. One? Yeah. I got zero. (laughs) Oh, man. I got a bad feeling about this. This might not have been a good idea. I know. (laughs) This will help me out. All right. Baco. Okay. All right. Let's look at Baco's top 10. I know he's got to have some of mine in here. At number 10, he's got Danko Jones with Wildcat. That's a great album. That was one I really had to consider, too. Uh, Number nine, Alice Cooper's Paranormal. Um. Number eight, Foo Fighters, Concrete and Gold. And number seven, Goodbye June, Magic Valley. And number six, Owl Company with Horizon. At number five, there's that Greta Van Fleet yep. from the Fires. Uh, number four, Stone Sour, Hydrograd. That's the second time we're hearing them already. Yep. Number three, he's got Danzig, Black Laden Crowd. Oh, Crown. Horrible album. You didn't care for it? I hate it. Not I'm, at all. I'm not a giant Danzig fan of Star yeah, Wars, though. I like Danzig. But... I- no, it looks it. It sounds so cheaply done, and the product. Yeah, the production. It passed the production. It's part of its charm. <laughs> okay. All right. Number two, he's got <laughs> Boba Flex, Eloquent Demons. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with Boba Flex. They're awesome. And at number one, Baco's album of the year is The Glorious Sons. Yeah, that Young Beauties and Fools. That album got a lot of uh, love on the Cobras and Fire podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how many you match with him? And that one. One, two, two. Ah, I only got one. Okay. So far, he's doing better than the old bees. All right, so let's go to the next pick for now. All right, so my next pick came out on January 22nd mm-hmm. on Frontiers Records. Thank God for Frontiers, oh, yeah. man. They're awesome. This one was highly anticipated by myself. I remember. I really was excited. It was the first album of the year that I got really, really excited about, and it's Jack Russell's Great White. And it's called He Saw It Coming. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It's the great white that I want in 2017, you know, with Jack singing. He's got Tony Montana in the band. Yep. It's, it's an, The lineup is, he got <clears throat> is of musicianship in this band is kick-ass. Mm-hmm. I found that there's some stuff that was kind of outside the box a little bit on this album, you know, kind of stuff that you wouldn't really expect from a great white album, right. but still turned out pretty damn cool. There's a song on there called Spy vs. Spy that's really good, and it's different than what you'd expect from Great White. Co-written by Alfred E. Newman? No. Oh, okay. No, but it's a really cool song. I mean, I know I liked it a lot. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else... If I don't know what the deal is, because I know I perused these lists already, yeah, and uh, nobody picked Jack Russell's Great White hmm. for any of their lists. Interesting. Was it too early in the year? Did people that, forget about that it? That can hurt some of these albums. Yeah. yeah. But man, I couldn't forget because I was so stoked about it coming out. Like we just finished the last year's top ten, and I was like, "All right, what's next? What's mm-hmm. new?" And this was it. This is a song off there. I think anybody that dug Great White back in the day is going to dig this one. It's a good rocking tune. It's called Sign of the Times.
I really like that one. Yeah? Yeah. You know, and if you're talking 2017, Great White versus Great White, when I look at these lists, I see uh, the other version of Great White, if you count my vote, wins two to one. Oh, really? Yeah, two people pick that, and I only pick Jack Russell's version. Hmm, Interesting. I take it to Baco. We just talked about him. He's got a great list he put together, great music. And when he wrote the review for the new Great White album with Jack Russell, he put it a little something like this. Rounding out Jack's band is former vamp drummer Dickie Flizar, recent addition bassist Dan McKay, and on guitar slash keyboards is former Great White bassist Tony Montana. Don't let his bass playing past and Great White fool you. My boy can fucking play guitar. Mm -hmm. That's Baco. Kudos to Jack for not giving up, for surrounding himself with an extraordinary band, for taking back what was his, and for giving us another record filled with his voice. Give it a chance. Give him a chance. You won't regret it. Well, that voice is, uh, you can't mistake his voice. No way. You know, and like you said, Robbie that plays guitar in that band is Mm -hmm. just phenomenal you know that guy used to be in fight with rob helford for a minute oh really yeah just killer man all right so for my next one this uh and this this when this came out i knew i knew that upon first listen this was going to be in my top 10 for the year just because especially when you put it up against the last few albums that this band had put out living color put out shade in 2017 it's a great album. It's their sixth studio album. It's the first time they put an album out in eight years. And um, it took over four years to put this thing together due to a lot of management changes, scheduling, and a lot of other factors. This album just buries both of those records. This is the yeah. best thing they've done since the, ni- the 90s, in my opinion. Nice. Um, and Vernon Reed told me himself at NAM. he was the first celebrity I ran into at NAM when I went there. And he told me about that. He said they were working on a new album. He said it was going to be a heavier, darker direction. And he really wasn't kidding. This track is just one of several great songs from Shade. This is Living Color with a song called Who Shot Ya? Gun violence takes the life of a young African-American man every five hours. It's the leading cause of death for black men under the age of 35. Who shot ya? Separate the weak from the obsolete. Hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's on, nigga. Fuck all that bickering beef. I can hear the sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch feet. Thundering, breaking the concrete. Finish it, stop when I foil a plot. Neighbors call the cops when they heard my shot. And I said,
all the freaks. Stack mad chips, spread love with my peeps. Niggas wanna creep, gotta watch my back. Think the cognac and endo sack make me slack. I switch is all that. Cocksucker G's up, one false move gets Swiss cheese up. Clip the tip, respect, I demand it. subject matter from uh, Corey Glover and the guys. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's... Who would have thought that, you know? This band in 2017, there's some cool stuff going on in music right now. If, yeah. you, if you're a rock fan, and I know if you're listening to the show, you are, man. We're in some really good times for music. Yeah. A lot of these bands are putting out some of the best albums they've ever put out. I could tell they dug deep on that one. And I read some interviews with them, and they would say that they'd get a handful of tracks done, and you know, like one or two would be good, and then the other ones they'd be like, "No, nope, we're not going to put this on a record." And like they, they just didn't put it out until they were 100 percent happy with yeah. what the record sounded like, and it and it shows. It's it's a really well done record from start to finish. I hope a lot of people check it out. You know, go through mm-hmm. our link at decibelgeek.com, pick up every album we're talking about today. You yeah. know, is good quality stuff. And like I said, you know, the world around us might be going crazy, but right now to be a rock and roller. It's good times. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Good times. All right, my next pick. What are we up to? What number? Uh, you're seventh, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you're seventh. Okay, so here's my number seven album of the year. This was one I was a little nervous about. You know, it came out on October 20th on Metal Blade Records. I'm talking about Guar. This is Guar's 14th studio album and the first without Odoristi Rungus, a.k.a. Dave Brocky. I didn't have any expectations for this at all. I bought it out of love and support, man. Yeah. You know, in in a way, kind of selfishness, because I don't want Guar to go away. You know, and you think about how huge of a part Odorous Urungus was to this oh, yeah. band. He was the head guy. That it would be hard to carry on, but man, I just don't want Guar to go away. So it's like, I'm going to actually buy this CD you know, and I want the money to go to the band. I want them to know that somebody still wants them, you know, that we don't want you to go away, mm-hmm. even in the most horrible of circumstances like this. So my expectations were pretty low. You know, I really didn't think, I just didn't think Guar was going to be able to do it after, you know, yeah. after losing such an important part. But what I did know was that the band is killer. You know, the the band that is Guar, and I always say it's kind of like the Guar curse with these guys, because mm-hmm. you look at Guar, 
and you see Guar, you know, but you, you listen to Guar, you still see Guar, you know. <laughs> so you don't really, people don't give these guys credit for the musicians they are and how tight the band is. Mm. And as far as the situation that the band was put into, I don't think they could have gone a better way than, you know, getting back Michael Bishop, who was in the band back in the day, to become Blothar, the new lead vocalist and frontman of Guar. And he's been doing an awesome job. But again, you know, I just didn't know what to expect. So when I picked up The Blood of Gods and I brought it home and I played it, I couldn't believe how fucking good it was. I mean, seriously, as far as, you know, if you're a Guar fan, mm-hmm. there's nothing not to love right here. It's really freaking good. You know, it's it's everything a Guar fan could want and more. A little bit of everything that Guar does, all put in this one album and it's a perfect way to kick off a new beginning for Guar. So it's amazing. I went to look at decimalgeek.com and I'll be damned if nobody did a Guar review. I'm going to have to call a staff meeting. Something going on here. So what I did was I went to uh, a Facebook group called Guar Fans Unite. And I asked them because I was curious what like the true fans of Guar thought of this new album if, yeah. they, if they were as blown away by it as i was mm-hmm. so i got a couple of comments from there so this one comes from a guy named brian mcdonald and he says the album gets better every time i hear it the production is brilliant almost felt scored like a movie at times made me forget what i was listening to a few times song placement was excellent mm-hmm. phantom limb was touching and needed and excellent or uh, executed perfectly Auroch. That's the name of a song. And Swarm are my top two favorite tracks. And that's my favorite style they possess is the harder, faster stuff. So they mix it up on Mm -hmm. this album. There's fun stuff, and then there's the heavy shit. Uh, Trevor Rulin said, I loved it also. I've been a fan since Scum Dogs, and I know I'll take shit for this, (laughs) but I think Blood of Gods is my favorite album. Wow. That's some pretty heavy praise right there. And Joe Duras, or Joderus maybe, said... (laughs) Fan-fucking-astic. Even better than sucking off the family dog, perhaps. That's a Guar fan. That's a Guar fan. You gotta love it. And I think you're gonna love this tune off the Blood of Gods. Came out in 2017. It's Guar with Phantom Limb. If we have a choice 
about money It's not about fame Shadow is long. 
That's good stuff, man. So you're saying a, a world without Guar is no place to be? That's not where I want to live. I don't like want to live in a world. Sun. It's worse than that. I don't want to live in can't a world without up, Guar, can't man. can't look up to anyone without Guar. No. What is there to look up to without Guar? There's nothing. It's like a bell that never rings or a bird that never sings. Okay. It's bringing me down. But the good thing of that is Guar lives, and they live strong. I'm going to go out on a limb and kind of agree a little bit. You're going to go out on a phantom limb? I'm going to go out on a phantom limb, <laughs> and I'm going to say that I like this album better than the last one that came out mm. that Odorous was on. I actually prefer this album. I know that's almost blasphemous, but damn, it's good. Hmm. I'll have to listen to the whole thing. I do like that song. Okay, now for something completely different. Than Guar. <laughs> Although everything is completely different. Than <laughs> um, and when I, uh, we spoiled, you know, a few of our VIPs with our list. Yeah. And uh, one of our, our good friends who we'll be seeing in Atlanta, Kevin Williams, I had sent him my list. And when I sent him my list, this one stood out to him. And he said he was going to need to check my temperature when I get to Atlanta because I picked a uh, progressive metal band. Okay. Which is not really my no, thing. No, not usually. I'm going to play something my Sons of Apollo. Hmm. Have you heard any of this for the that came out? No. It's a progressive metal supergroup featuring Mike Portnoy, Billy Sheehan, Derek Sherinian, Bumblefoot, and Jeff Scott Soto. Holy shit. Yeah. How can... That's a lot of talent. How can that room. even be? <laughs> Shouldn't the world have ended by, like, in the first note? You're going to think it is after you hear this song. Um the members have insisted in multiple interviews that the this group is a full-time band and not just a side project. Really? Yeah, like they're really in although Billy's already playing with some other band right now. Well, that's yeah, yeah that's what he does. That's what he does. <laughs> he just moved here by the way, too. Oh, nice. Um this album was released in October on Inside Out slash Sony Music. It's got chops and melody for days, and uh, the track I'm most excited about is this one. It's called Coming Home.
and that that's pretty mind blowing. Whole record stuff. is is really good, and it's uh, and Jeff Scott Soto, I will say, put out a good solo album himself. But uh, this this super group that he fronted was is very impressive. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's yeah, cool. I'll cool. check out more of that. Absolutely. All right. So my next pick in my list of favorite albums from 2017 is one that I was really looking forward to. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier about like living color are putting out some of the best albums of their whole freaking career right now, right. you know, and there's actually a lot of bands in 2017 that maybe, you know, it's cause it's hard to always, you know, like you look at a band like kiss and you say, well, their best stuff, you know, was their early stuff, you know, the, the when they were young and they were raw and they were hungry, mm-hmm. you know, and, and creating and just doing it just because they wanted to do it. Right. And then come all these years later, it's hard to recapture something like that. Mm -hmm. But older and wiser, I think a lot of these bands are right now kind of in their prime. In some kind of weird reverse prime where like they were in it, they came out of it. But now, you know, all these years later when the music is at its maybe least popular, you know, on a worldwide scale. yeah. Yeah, commercially for sure. They're coming out with their best shit. Like, a lot of these bands, like, okay, here's a perfect example. One of my favorite albums of 2017 was The Rise of Chaos by Accept. Mm -hmm. Now, man, if this album would have came out when, like, Accept, I mean, any year when rock was selling, Mm -hmm. this would have been mind-blowing stuff. You know, the music, the songs, holy shit, is this a good album. It might be my favorite Accept album. Really? Like, I'm going all the way back. That's pretty great. Like, I really love some of that old stuff with Udo. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's some of it's hit and miss with me a little bit, but I, I, there's some stuff from the old classic Accept that I just think is awesome. Yeah. Man, the stuff they're doing now, mm-hmm. this album is a true testament to it. I mean, it's freaking great. I really like the drumming. The drumming is awesome. I mean, yeah, we know Christopher Williams. Yeah, he's been on the he's show a few times. Yeah, you guys all love him for his appearances on Decibel oh, Geek God. Podcast. And he was a big, but... and he was a big hit at the Rock and Pod with everybody's yeah. show. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you know, yeah, maybe we're a little biased, a little bit. But, but think about this: you're a band like Accept. Yeah, you need an amazing drummer. There's not going to be too many shortages of people that would love to be the drummer and Accept. Yeah. You've got the pick of the litter, man. Mm. You're freaking accept. You can choose somebody that you think is the best drummer in the freaking world. And if you're talking about people that are out there playing now today, you got to put Christopher Williams in that conversation. He's awesome. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. The stuff we've seen him do with the the Kissmas tributes. Yeah. I mean, so spot on. Wow, he's great. And so good. And energetic. You know? And, and yeah. energetic and just yeah. an all-around awesome dude. He fits perfect dude. in that band. Yeah. yeah. So, Except is doing some damn good stuff in 2017 and, you know, into the future. It's a good time to be alive thanks to bands like Except. So many great songs in this album. I could have picked anything. I close my eyes and point at a track and pick something. We already played Kool-Aid yeah. when it first came out, which everybody loved that. That's a great song. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, the track that kicks the whole album off and what a way to do it. It's a great tune. It's Accept 2017. Can you believe it? This one's called Die by the Sword.
just killer. Oh, it's pretty awesome. I love it. Yep. You know, when I was younger, I wasn't. I didn't even like Accept. Oh, really? Like it took me like doing this show and kind of broadening mm-hmm. my horizons a little bit to even start listening to the old stuff. I've liked them more since they got Mark Tornillo as a singer. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, That's I don't what know. turned me off yeah. when I was young. To it was Udo's voice. I just yeah. it, it just kind of didn't. Yeah, it was very Brian Johnsony. Yeah. I don't know. I always like, of course, I think everybody likes Balls to the Wall because it's a great song. But. That was the only song I ever knew by him. So, it like, but I just didn't yeah. like the guy's voice. But as I got older, you know, and I started going back and I really like a lot of the early Accept yeah. stuff. But, but man, these Mark albums, Tornillo is perfect yeah, for what they're doing they're now. They're on a really great roll of albums. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, so I'm going to, we got one more song before and we. Wolf. Yeah, Holy shit, yeah, Wolf. Wolf Hoffman. Let me just awesome. say that about this album. Holy shit, Wolf Hoffman. Yeah. And Good Peter Baltus on bass, yeah, yeah, it's a, they're awesome. So, one more song before we go into the break, and then we can get into our top five for the year. This this is a this album came out October sixth, and you mentioned it. I earlier. did ruin it for you. Oh man, okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, not 10 really. It's too late. It wasn't my number one or anything. Okay, cool. This album was was a crowd funded album. I was a backer, and I I paid for the uh, signed gatefold vinyl. It took an eternity to show up at my house, but it finally did. And as right Joey on. Haney from Rock Strikes 10, he had to wait even longer than I did. I was really disappointed with this album at first. But uh, over time, it's really grown on me and worked its way into my heart. I will admit that they had a lot to live up to because Last of Our Kind, the album they did before this one, was one of the, my favorite albums of the last decade. Yeah, I mean, I, I still listen to it regularly. This did not surpass that, but... I've grown to realize that, that it is a really well done album. Um, some people say this band's a novelty act or a joke band like Steel Panther. I really don't, I've never been a lyrics guy, so I don't really even pay that much attention to lyrics. So even if, and I know some of the, They're there are corny some, well, there are some jokey <laughs> lyrics in there, but I like the lyrics are kind of an afterthought to me. Right. I'm all about drums and guitars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's got plenty of that. And yeah. And this band has, so many great riffs and like catchy fucking rock songs that even if they are a joke band I enjoy it this is The Darkness from the album Pinewood Smile and it's a song called Solid Gold
I do want to mention that what you're hearing now is a little bit from the new Great White album, Full Circle, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. Yeah. But uh, I thought it, it was on my also-ran list, and I thought it bared a little mention because, as you can hear, the production is amazing, and we know why. Right. Because our yeah. good buddy Michael Wagner actually did the production on this album. and Yeah, just because I, I choose yeah. Jack Russell's Great White over, you know, personal opinion, yeah. that's all it is, just because it's, it's <laughs> Jack Russell, you know? All right. You can't take nothing away from this album by Gray White. No, I mean, it's, good. it's really good. The only thing missing is Jack, Jack Russell. Russell. But the, yeah, this song's called Cry of a Nation, and uh, there's a little bit more of an outside-the-box tune for them, but uh, you can hear all the separation in the instruments. It's, it's, yeah. it's really more of my nod to Michael Wagner than anything else, but uh, it's got some good material on that for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. So we're into our top five. All right. Well, I guess before we get into that, let's let's take a moment to remember some of the people that we lost in 2017. All right. Because, I mean, as far as that goes, it was kind of a rough year Yeah. for stuff like that. So, you know, w- with our the people that we lost, you know, there's, there's a pretty good list here. Um, Chad Hanks, the bass player from American Head Charge. Uh, Martin Eric Ain, the bass player from Celtic Frost. Matt Holt, the lead vocalist of Nothing Face. You know, I know a lot of people are into that band. They're a little crazy for me, but, man, that's crazy. John Wetton, he was the bass player and a songwriter for King Crimson. Wishbone Ash and Uriah Heap. Mm. There's another one, you know, Perry Rich to talk about. We're losing Uriah Heap members left and right. Yeah. 
um, Daisy Berkowitz, former Marilyn Manson guitar player. Mm-hmm. Alan Holdsworth. Yeah. I mean, that guy. He's a legend. A legendary, influential guitar virtuoso. I mean, that guy influenced everybody from Randy Rhodes, yeah. to Eddie Van Halen, and pretty much every guitarist that we love, you know, and it's it's gone down from, or, you know, it's gone from there. Yeah. Um, we lost Warl Dane this year, the lead vocalist in Nevermore and Sanctuary. Yeah, I played a clip of a Nevermore song at, for 1996 Part 2 as the yeah, intro music. I did yeah. that as a tip of the hat to Warl Dane. Right on. Um, also lost Sib Hashian. He's mm-hmm. a classic era Boston drummer. Yeah, he was uh, He was The Rock's father-in-law for a, for a number of years. Really? Yeah, The Rock was married to his daughter for a long time. You're giving me wrestling facts of things I didn't know. I am. What a crazy world we're living in. <laughs> 2017. Wow. <laughs> we'll save that one for next year. Yeah. Uh, Trish Doan, the bass player in Kitty, she was only 31. Yeah. And it's never been disclosed what her actual cause of death was. Well, I think reading between the lines, it was a suicide. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a lot of depression issues with her. Well, that Kitty was always kind of a bummer group. You know, oh, yeah. That's what you'd listen to when you were in a bad mood. Yeah. Uh, 2017, we lost Whitey Gann, Alice Cooper drummer on Welcome to My Nightmare. Uh, also lost, lost Chuck Mosley, the former Faith No More vocalist. He, mm-hmm. you know, who cares a lot and all that stuff. That was some good stuff back then. Yeah, you know, that was before Michael Patton joined the band. Yep. Jay Giles died in 2017. Yeah, DJ Giles. DJ Giles. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, a little closer to home for us, Jeff Nichols from Heaven and Hell. Yeah. Mob Rules and. Pretty much all of the other side yeah, of Sabbath. Was, was Sabbath for a very long time. Yeah. And uh, Joey Alves, former Y&T rhythm guitarist. Yeah, that was a big loss for, for that was, Y&T. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. Just on the heels of losing Leonard Hayes, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's it's tough, man. 20s, we're all, that's the thing. We're all getting older, you know. Yeah. Other notable people we lost in 2017, Fats Domino died. Uh, Glenn Campbell, the Wichita mm-hmm. lineman. Jerry Lewis and Don Rickles, some old school comedians. Jim Gomer Pyle Neighbors, yep. he died. David Cassidy, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. That guy was too young. Hugh Hefner yeah. passed away this year. The one year. person that we can say did not wind up in a better place. I'm just kidding. No, because he was in a pretty good place where he was <laughs> right. at. Yeah. Uh, John Higgins Hillerman. Uh, you know, from Hig- Higgins from Magnum P.I. Yeah, when mm. I was looking at this, I was like, no way. I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, a couple old school game show hosts, Chuck Barris and Monty Hall, both died this year. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Man, I didn't know that. That's a bummer. Yeah. Mr. Leahy from uh, the Trailer Park Boys passed away this year. That's going to be a tough one because he was such an important part of that show and, and all that. John Dunsworth. Uh, George Romero, yeah. the, the father of all the zombie stuff we see nowadays. Right. It all started with him. Superfly Jimmy Snuka, flying off top of the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Y.A. Tittle, famous football player. Jake LaMotta, probably best known for his big fight in 88 when he knocked out the acorn in the first round. Hmm? Give it a second. The acorn is spinning. <laughs> Jake LaMotta, huh? Uh, Adam West. Awesome, man. Yeah. I love everything Batman. that guy did. Bill Paxton, one of my yeah. favorite actors from when that I was a kid. Sucked. I liked him. And my favorite, uh, uh, James Bond. This was like my era, James Bond, Roger Moore. Uh, yeah, you can't hard to top Timothy Dalton, though. I don't know, man. I'm Roger totally Moore kidding. was awesome. I'm joking. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, 2017 is always going to be known for the year of the hanging deaths of Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington. Mm, they hung sad. themselves. And they were friends, too. That's so weird. There's something weird. Yeah. Greg Allman passed away in 2017. 
Tom Petty. That was the big one. Yeah. Well, one of the big ones. Chuck Berry. Yeah, that was huge. And then the, the, the biggest one for our audience. Malcolm Young. Malcolm Young. Yeah, that yeah. that hit me hard, man. Yeah. And everybody knew Malcolm Young was having issues leading up to this, was pretty much yeah. out of ACDC by that point. But, man, you know, that guy's legend is going to live on in yeah. those riffs forever. All right, you well, know, we're well. always going to be playing ACDC. We're always going to be talking about yeah. ACDC. The contributions that guy has made to this kind of music, you know, the influence that he's made and just the amazing songs that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Young will never be forgotten. And to me, that's the biggest tragedy of 2017. For sure. All right. We're sufficiently so bummed. Those are the people that this is dedicated to. <laughs> yes. And there's also a good um, in memoriam uh, video on the YouTube channel that Rock and Ron put together. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. you know, all these people and a whole lot more. Yeah. He did a great job on that. Always. Every year, Rock and Ron does that tribute at yeah. the end of the year, man. And it's it's always wild to look back. And, mm. you know, it'll be wild to look back at that 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, and, and the people we lost in 2017. Definitely. But uh, we got a lot to celebrate, too, you know, because mm-hmm. 2017, like we said, it was an amazing year for rock and roll. Yep. Is it your turn or my it's turn? It's your turn. For oh. Now we're into the top five. Okay, here we go. Here's my number five album of the year. You know they're going to be on my list. This is one of my bands, you know. <laughs> if would, you didn't put them on your list, I was going to put them on mine. Yeah, because this album is out of this freaking world good. And we, we actually talked about Overkill Last week in 96, let me tell you, mm-hmm. this new album blows that one away Agreed. big time. Talking about bands that are putting out some of the best albums of their whole freaking careers, Overkill is on it. I couldn't put it no better than this. This comes directly from decibelgeek.com of the album review of The Grinding Wheel that was put together by a man who does some amazing reviews, and this ain't the last time we're going to hear from him today, a man named Graham Spark, and he put it like this. Now, more than 30 years into a formidable career filled with international acclaim and fueled by the unrelenting passion of a diehard fan base, Overkill has not only stood the test of time, their modern creative output continues to shine. Overkill could easily make a career out of playing nothing but thrash classics like Elimination, Rotten to the Core, In Union We Stand, Electro-Violence, and that Headbangers Ball staple, Hello from the Gutter. It's a collection of anthems to make any band green with envy as the logo. But the diehard fans and a new generation alike celebrate it all. I couldn't put it no better than that. This new Overkill album is amazing. If you haven't checked it out yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. To me, best thrash album of the year, hands down, no question about it. It's called The Grinding Wheel, and this is a tune called The Wheel.
Overkill. <laughs> oh, so good. It's a great record. So good. Oh, man. Man. Overkill's putting on some of the best shit they've ever done. You know, these last this last run of albums by them, I don't know what's going on, man. But I like it. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I love that uh, White Devil Armory album also. Yeah. Yeah, that's some great stuff. The album before that was really good. I mean, mm-hmm. Overkill just, they just can't Consistent do it wrong, man. man. They can't yeah. do it wrong. Well, another artist that tends to always put out really good stuff is Danko Jones. Yes. So for my number five pick, the Danko Jones album, Wildcat, makes my list. It was released in March on AFM Records. I personally enjoyed this album more than 2015's Fire Music. Because it's a little bit more stripped down sounding. I think that's when Danko sounds his best. Um, for years, the band is for, has been compared to Thin Lizzy. And if I'm going to inject race into it, I think that's kind of why. Because it's think like, so? yeah, you got a guy that's part black fronting the band. I don't, I've honestly, if you listen to We Sweat Blood or anything like that, I don't hear that much Thin Lizzy in that stuff. No. I hear a good rock and roll band. Yeah. But I don't hear anything where I can put my finger on and go, that sounds like Thin Lizzy. So I've listened to Danko in interviews. He actually did a good interview on Cobras and Fire earlier in the year. And uh, he mentioned that, you know, he kind of got a little fed up with the people talking about Thin Lizzy. He goes, oh, you want us to sound like Thin Lizzy? Well, listen to this. There was a time when I felt like I was all alone. Then I met you when you turned my world to go.
is how you sound like Thin Lizzy. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Give them what they're asking yeah, for. It's the best Thin Lizzy song that Thin Lizzy never did. Um, that's even better than any Black Star Rider song. Another album that did not make my list, which, yeah, which heavy, is surprising. Heavy fire. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's real surprising. Not I, on my I, list. I actually expected that to be nope. easily in your top five. Nope. It's on. It's it's a, it's low even on the also ran list. That album yeah. was a bit of a letdown for me. Um, there's a song called "When the Night Comes" and it's great, but it's missing some of the hooks that the first two had. Hmm. Still good record. You know, I'll take it over Kanye West. But oh yeah, well, yeah. But, but that uh, yeah, goes without saying. But I yeah, think. that uh, Danko Jones man, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, talking about you know albums that like that one, you know where it's Black. Anytime Black Star Riders comes out with an album, I figured it's going to make your at least your top ten, if I, not your top five. But I got one like that too. Yeah. Because a band like that for me, every time they've come out with an album since we've been doing this, is always in my top ten. Mm. Is Queens of the Stone Age? Yeah. This wow. year. Not the case. Yeah, same here. You know, I bought the album when it first came out. I actually went to Best Buy and bought the CD. They had it. Mm. I couldn't believe it. And took it and listened to it. And it's just like, where's the guitars? Yeah. You know, don't be the Black Keys or something like that. Be Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age has yeah. kick-ass guitar. You know, this album... It's got guitar, but it's just not, it doesn't rock as hard as I need the Queens of the Stone Age to rock, man. I felt like a stab at being a David Bowie album to me. It's something, man. But did you know our friend Victor Ruiz from Mars Attacks and yeah. Airfeeler, this was his album of the year, I think. Is it? Yeah, I think that's what he said it was. I think he said this was his favorite record of the year. Mm. Didn't do anything for me. I mean, the songs are there. I don't know if it's the production. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's the production for me, that the guitars are just too low in the mix. People are responding to your Atlanta Expo thing, I think. Um, After party, maybe. Right. I'm just getting a message from... If you guys are coming down to the Expo, we're having an after party. You got to come to it. Oh, Um, yeah. That'll be fun. You ready for mine? Yes. Okay, here we go. Here is my number four album of the year. We've been talking about doing this forever. Are you ready to do our L.A. Guns album review? Oh, we're doing it now? (laughs) (laughs) What are we, like a month late? (laughs) Sorry, guys. We said we were going to do it, but we had to save it for this because it's it's my number four album of the year. That is a feature we are going to do this year, damn it. Okay. Um no, yeah, I have some things to say about this record. Okay, well, you know, yeah. obviously I liked it. Okay. It's in my top four. You know, I put it right up there. This was probably my highest anticipated album that was coming out this year because, hell, it's the reuniting of the chemistry that is Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns. And, you know, this album, I think, is... Oh, boy, I don't know. It's tough because... Being the high, most highly anticipated album I had coming out this year, my expectations were super high. Mm-hmm. Maybe be, maybe even unattainable. It, uh, mm. You know, so <laughs> it didn't make my number one like I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I thought easily, you know, these guys coming back together, putting out a new L.A. Guns album, clearly that's going to be my number one album of the year, easily. But not the case. I thought it was pretty good. I give it, you know... I give it a good 80%, I think, of the album is just kick-ass. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff in there that's a little weird. But overall, it's it's one of the best albums of 2017. I think so. Yes. Let's play your song. Okay, so here's the proof. <laughs> the proof is right here in this. From The Missing Piece, mm-hmm. the finally reunited Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis. It's L.A. Guns and a tune called The Devil Made Me Do It.
not to love about that. That song's okay. Um, my biggest gripe with this record is there's a significant lack of good choruses. Yeah, it's like they you know, they we, got we a talked good, about that a little bit. They you like they the song a, kicks off to a yeah, really awesome be a great start. Riff, it's building, building, building. Good verse, then, good pre-chorus, and then that's it. That's your chorus. It just felt like the, a lot of this album feels half-assed to me. Yeah, I mean maybe it's one of them things where these guys have been apart for so long that you know coming back together is awesome. Yeah. But it takes a little second for that spark to kind of you know they they. It takes time, maybe. No, I don't you know, get me maybe, wrong. It's, maybe they rushed into coming out with a new album because they were so excited, or yeah. they didn't know how long it could possibly last. It's, it feels like they rushed it out. I think maybe it does seem a little they rushed. Could have given but, it a little more time on the writing end. There are moments that are great. So, would this one have made your top ten? No, no? didn't even make my also ran list. Wow. Um, just because it, it just feels incomplete. Yeah. Now, if if they had more songs that sounded like Speed. Yeah, Speed's a great me. song. Yeah, but that, that song made me, made me do. It's a great song. That's that's okay. it's missing a chorus though. Yeah, I think it's all right. I think it's good. Uh, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Okay, but, well, but it's yeah, I, I like it. It's my song. number four album okay. of the year. That's fine. Damn it. <laughs> but I I like parts of it. It just didn't quite make it for me. Well, I'm grateful they're back together. I hope it lasts. You know. I, oh, I definitely I hope, hope it lasts. I think the next album they come out with will be. Way better because they'll have more time to re-gel, if you know what I mean. They need the Crypt Keeper back on drums. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. All right. So uh, this album, my next pick, my number four for the year, this one made it for me. Uh, This is a band called Night Demon. And I played this band on a Fresh Blood episode about a year or two ago when their first album was out. It's a trio from Ventura, California. But you would swear they were from London by listening to them. Yeah, um, in '82 maybe. Yeah, <laughs> if you uh, this is what well, this is one of those sound alike bands. Um, they put out a four song EP in 2014 that got a lot of attention, and then they did tours with Diamond Head and Raven. See, there you go. That's a good fitting. <laughs> and then in 2015, they put out a full length uh, self titled release by Century Media, and that's the one I played a song off of. And I've really been into them ever since because they have an absolute. Um, they're de- they're an homage to early Iron Maiden, like Deanna Weiro Iron Maiden, yeah. which is what I love. This band and Black Trip both have that that same sound, and I love it. Um, in April 2017, they released Darkness Remains. It's another stab at the new wave of British heavy metal inspired sound, and uh, how this band continues to fly under the radar still baffles me because I think they deserve a lot more attention than they're getting. But I think it's going to happen soon. This is a killer track from the new album. This is Night Demon performing a song called Hallowed Ground.
Steve Harris would be proud. I would say so. Yeah. Most definitely. Either that or he'd sue them. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should be proud. I would hope it's good so. good stuff, That's man. It's definitely like a tip lot. of the cap to the early Iron Maiden sound. I, I just, I love them. And they, I've listened to that first album numerous times. I haven't listened as much to the new one, but I, I do like it. Right on. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I like it too. All right. You want to check out some more of the top tens from our writers? Yes. Okay. So the next one up from right here in the good old USA is Stephen Michael, our good friend, does the Grown Up Rock podcast yes. with Sonny Pooney. Good stuff there. A check really cool out. guy just guested on that, talking about Vinnie Vincent. I heard that. You yeah. know, I heard they were planning on finding themselves some kind of Vinnie Vincent expert to have on the show. Yeah. That guy knew what he was talking about. <laughs> And humble, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very humble. All right. Steven's got some good ones here. His top 10. At number 10, he's got Accept, The Rise of Chaos. At number 9, Black Star Riders made his list yep. with Heavy Fire. Number 8, Broken Teeth, Four on the Floor. Jason McMaster. Yeah. yeah. I like that cool. album. I did, too. Uh, number 7, Night Ranger, Don't Let Up. Who knew Night Ranger was coming out with a new album in 2017? That's wild. I'm not a big Night Ranger fan, but I did like what I heard off of that. Right on. Uh, number six, he's got the Black Aces, Anywhere But Here. That's a great band. Uh, number five, the Biters. The future ain't what it used to be. Now I'm going to have the why the hell didn't I remember that album moment. Yeah, that's that's. I do like tough. that album. That's a good one. It's always tough when you get your list and you're committed to them and that's it. And then, you know, you go back and look at some of these. That's and go, an overlook. Oh, yeah. That would have oh, at yeah. least been the also ran list. Yeah. Uh, number four, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> yeah, that's another appearance on there. Uh, number three, this was one that was pretty close for me, too. I thought, you know, this one could have easily made my list revolution saints light up the dark that's on my also ran list uh number two inglorious inglorious two yeah i love the first one the second one did not do much for me yeah that first one's yeah, really first really one's good great yeah and uh it, number one for Stephen michael this is an album i had a real hard time with um not including because i like it i really really like it a lot and that's uh the new warrant album Lou- louder harder faster that's his number one. So good stuff. And hey, here's his co-host, our good man, Sonny Hollywood Pooney. All right. Here's his top ten. At number ten, Sweet and Lynch Unified. Oh. At number nine, <laughs> Warrant, Louder, Harder, Faster. Yeah. And number eight, Great White, Full Circle. Number seven, Steelheart, Through the Worlds of Stardust. Mm. I didn't get a chance to really check that one out. What did you That one didn't do much for me. No? And I like old Steelheart stuff, but yeah. it, it's a little odd. All right. At number six, Eclipse Momentum. Mm-hmm. At number five, Inglorious. Inglorious mm-hmm. 2, those guys got a lot in common. Here's one he got of yours, uh, Sons of Apollo. Yep. Uh, number three, Revolution Saints, Light mm-hmm. in the Dark. And uh, number two, Jeff Scott Soto, he Retribution. Scott yeah, Soto. he does. <laughs> and he also loves this guy, his number one pick of the year, best album of the year, according to the Hollywood Pooney, Richie Cotson, Salting Earth. On my also-ran list, yeah. thanks to Sonny Pooney, thanks who Sonny sent Pooney. us a copies of the album. It's really good. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's yeah, good stuff. I liked it. Uh, let's knock out a few more here. Here's yeah. Andy LaFont, our good friend from right here in Nashville. At number 10, he's got the Great White Album, Full Circle. Mm-hmm. At number 9, Black Star Riders. At number 8, Wrath, Revelation. He's also got Night Ranger at number 7, except at number 6, Mr. Big, Defying Gravity at number 5. Uh, number 4, he's got Thunder. Number 3, House of Lords, mm-hmm. Saint of the Lost Souls. I know he loves that band. I didn't even realize yeah. they had nothing new out. Uh, number two, a band we talked about last week in 96, Got Hard. On my also ran. Yeah. And uh, Andy LaFon agrees with me. It's an awesome album. At number one, he's got L.A. Guns, The Missing Piece. The Missing, I figured it out. The Missing Piece is the chorus. Sorry. 
That's not funny. I thought it was. It's not funny. Tell it, comment on this episode on Let's Facebook. See. Tell us if, if that was funny or not. We funny. better knock out a few more because we got a bunch of them. Okay. All right. Who's next? Graham Sparky Spark, one of my favorite writers at decibelgeek.com. That guy does some He's awesome got an reviews. List. Um, yeah, this is pretty interesting. It's it doesn't match up with any of mine. <laughs> At number 10, he's got Doll Skin, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And Dave uh, Ellison manages them, I believe. Huh, okay, cool. Well, that's got to say something for him. Mm-hmm. At number 9, Art Nation, Liberation. Don't know that one. Uh, number 8, he's got The Darkness. At number 7, Crystal Viper, Queen of Witches. Queen of the Witches. Don't know it. Number 6, Dante Fox, Six String Revolver. That's some good stuff. I like Dante Fox. Uh, number five, Painful Pride, Lost Memories. At number four, Traveling Jack, Commencing Countdown. Wow, that's some far out stuff. I'm, I'm kind of interesting. I mean, I like I, his review so much. I got to check out some more of these bands. Right. Uh, number three, Axe Crazy. That's A-X-E. Just so you know, it's extra cool like that. Axe Crazy, Ride on the Night. At number two, Scalon. I don't know Ascalon. this one. Ascalon, I bet. Uh, Reflections. And at number one, Erako. Or Erico. He likes bands with A in the name. <laughs> he likes bands that are hard to pronounce. That's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> our man that takes care of our Facebook page for us, the one and only Coxie. Adam Cox, yes. man, he's got a good one. This is one that that hurts me because oh I, shit, how did I, I forget this one? I would have totally. <laughs> this this is one that more than likely his his number ten album of the year more than likely would have made my top ten had I listened to the whole thing before I was committed to my top ten. I forgot about this one at number ten for Coxie. Rhino Bucket. And what's fucked up is I went through these lists when I was putting mine together, and yeah. I still overlooked this. What the fuck? It was, oh man, between that and Vane, I just, I didn't know. I pretty much flipped a coin for it. Wow. Because they're both really good. Rhino Bucket's new album is kick-ass. Is if you're not listening to Rhino Bucket, past, present, or future, get on board, because it's good stuff. At number nine, he's got Ember Falls. Welcome to Ember Falls. I'm not sure about that. Um, eight, Tooth Grinder. Pleasant sounding band name, Phantom Armor. That's cool. Tooth Grinder. What, to the, what a great name. Went to the dentist last week. Yeah? Did yeah. you did you get the Tooth Grinder? Yeah, I did. They pulled a tooth out, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Asking Alexandria, self-titled. Uh, <clears throat> number six, Jesper Binzer. That's a singer for uh, DAD. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I did not know that. Holy moly. I got to check that out. Number five, <coughs> Iris Divine, The Static and the Noise. At number four, Autograph, Get Off Your Ass. I didn't know Autograph had a new album. I did. I just didn't like the album. No. Uh, number three, Chakra. We've talked about them on the yeah, show let before. Me, let me interject. I posted a few weeks ago when I was starting to listen to a lot of the albums I'd missed over the year that I, I didn't say the name of the band. I said, listening to what would be probably my album of the year if it wasn't for the vocals. What happened to the vocals? It was Chakra. I think it's more of the language barrier, but then yeah. again, as you'll hear in my list, there's a, there's plenty, there's foreign bands on my list that, that didn't bother me. Yeah. Just the vocals are just not quite up to snuff for me. Hmm. Musically, it's great, though. Yeah. All right. At number two, Coxie's got Art Nation. That's the second time we've seen that one come up now. And at number one... Orden Ogan. The Orden Ogan. What is Orden Ogan? I have no idea. 
We're way out of touch every time with the writers. I, every time you say that stuff, I look to you like you know, and you if, don't. <laughs> if I say the, then just assume that I'm being a smart ass. <laughs> all right. Those are all great picks. Yes. Some stuff I'm going to have to check out as well. Yeah, same here. You know, it's impossible for us to listen to everything. It is. But we try. It's, yeah. All right, let's look at Wally Gator, our man from the uh, CGCM podcast. Yes. If you guys aren't listening to that, you're you're missing something out. in your lives. Some good laughs and some, some great music. And a lot of alcohol. And a lot of alcohol. <laughs> All right, Wally's got at number 10, Black Star Riders. At number 9, Trucker Diablo. That's mm-hmm. a damn good album that came out this year. At number 8, Sainted Sinners. At number seven, except at number six, Rex Brown. I know you were. How did you feel about the Rex Brown album? I liked it. Um, I got to see him premiere that album like live during yeah. a Nam weekend here in Nashville. Um, does that show Chad Lee invited us to? It's good. It just didn't make my list. Yeah. Um, number five, Annihilator for mm. the Demented. There's some great classic Canadian thrash there. Here's another appearance by Chakra on the list mm-hmm. for Wally at number four. Number three, Shocker. Mm-hmm. The album is called Three. And number two, see, everybody, everybody loves it. L.A. Well, Guns. Wally, Wally swings piece. from Tracy Guns nuts. So? so? Well. Tracy Guns is freaking awesome ask man. meister what he thinks of the la guns album and at number one this was one we talked about earlier yeah, in the year too yeah one. electric guitars that's rock and roll album. radio that's a very good album great mm-hmm. picks from wally um talking about another podcast friend of ours that also helps us at decibelgeek.com the loose cannon from cobras and fire at number 10 he's got stone sour and number nine wildlife mm-hmm. that's with a y so that means it's got to be good right they wouldn't spell it with a y if it wasn't cool Oh, okay. I'm going to start spelling my name (laughs) C-H-R-Y-S. You already got three Ys in your last name. My name's already fucked up enough. I don't need to do any any more to it. (laughs) All right. At number eight, Loose Cannon's got L.A. Guns, The Missing Piece. Yes. At number seven, Trucker Diablo. At number six, Danko Jones. Mm -hmm. At number five, Goodbye June. I'll have to ask them about that. They're from Nashville. Are they? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I heard them on the radio today. You probably did. They get airplay. Yeah, on the local rock station. I think I was on my lunch break cruising home, and I heard it on the radio. I didn't quite catch the name, but I thought the song was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Body Count. Yes, new That's music from Body Count. And uh, number three, Boba Flex. Those guys over there at Cobras and Fire love the Boba Flex, as we all do. Uh, number two, Glorious Sons. And at number one, <laughs> Gene Simmons' The Vault. Yeah, because we know Loose Cannon's been listening to the full Gene Simmons vault. Hmm. He's just being a smart Maybe he just loves the concept of it. Oh, I'm sure he does. Like when it comes out in the affordable version in a couple of years. Right. But that's cool, man. So we should get back to our picks Okay, yeah, let's get back to some music here. Um, Here's one that, you know, here's another one that you would just assume would be on everybody's number one. Would this have made your list? Yes, it absolutely would. How high would it have made your list? Higher or lower than where I got it? A mm, little bit lower, but it, yeah. would, it would have made the top ten for sure. See, because, I mean, when Alice Cooper comes out with a new album, odds are everyone's going to love it. Everyone's going to think it's great. I think for the most part, the new Alice Cooper album, Paranormal, is, you know, on Alice Cooper level, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's got some It's got some great moments on it. It's mm-hmm. got some moments on it that ain't so great. But, you know, it's Alice freaking Cooper, so you know it's going to make my top ten. Yeah. It made my top three. This is my favorite song off it, a tune called Fireball. Fireball. 
All right, again, I go to decibelgeek.com. I go to the review written up by Jeremy Bednarski, and he nails it. He nails it when he says it like this. I may be in the minority, but I love when classic rock artists put out new music. I'm not saying I always like the finished product, but I like getting something new. The new Alice Cooper CD Paranormal is one I was really looking forward to, but as much as I hate to say it, it misses the mark. A Paranormal had a lot going for it, Great guest stars like ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons, Deep Purple's Roger Glover, U2's Larry Mullen Jr., mm-hmm. a reunion of the surviving members of the original Alice Cooper, Dennis Dunaway, Neil Smith, and Michael Bruce. We got to see them live in 2017. While it's not a concept album, it has a great subject matter with the paranormal theme, but even with all that, the album falls a little flat. That's what Jeremy said about it at decibelgeek.com. Yeah. For the most part, agree. I do too. I do too. You I picked mean, the right song to play. Yeah. Oh man, I love that song. It's probably my favorite song of the record. I love it. That's an awesome song. Yeah. The stuff, the like the two extra tracks that yeah. he did with the original band, probably my least two. Favorite. No, I like those a lot. Really? Yeah. This, like All American Girl and yeah. You and All Your Friends. I thought those were kind of the low points on the oh, album. I love I, those. Though when when I got it, because again, I got this on CD. I bought a lot of CDs in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of myself for that. And I hope you guys are all doing the I same. A lot of you vinyl. know. <laughs> and uh, you know, when I got it, the first songs I listened to, or I skipped right to the end yeah, to hear I think those we all first. Did. You know, yeah. and I was like, I don't know. Is it tough when the expectations are so high because it's an Alice Cooper right. album? It should be out of this freaking world. Well, awesome. Genuine American Girl. That's a kitschy typical Alice Cooper song and that one I didn't care for that one really it's okay at all. but you and all your friends I thought was great it's alright I thought it had like an elected type feel to the sound sort of I guess but um, the sound of A is cool I like yeah that. I do like that it's kind of a Pink Floydy thing yeah totally thing. totally that's exactly what I thought when the I heard low that. point on the album to me is um, Holy Water yeah can't stand no. it and, and actually it's a straight up cover of some other group like word yeah. for word and I think he changed the lyrics a little bit that one and um, was it Dead Flies I think and, Dead and I think, Flies I, think I didn't Jeremy care much even, for that either even said in, the, in his yeah. review that it reminded him of Day of the Eagle and when you listen yeah. to it the beginning the end, yeah. end riff it, it totally is those are kind of throwaway songs uh, I'm not even the Man. one the one with Billy Gibbons I'm not all that crazy about either no um, but uh the Sound of A, and then the, the, the two newer ones, and Fireballs. And I love um, Paranoic Personality. Yeah, that, Paranoic that, Personality is a really good song, too. But, you know, when Alice Cooper comes out with an album, I guess just because it is Alice Cooper, I expect it to be a complete album with no bad songs. He doesn't really, is that too much to ask well, for Alice Cooper? He doesn't really do the concept so. thing anymore. Yeah. So the, the albums are always a mixed bag now. Right. Even Welcome to My Nightmare 2 was a mixed bag. Yeah, it totally was. But I like that a lot better than I like this. I mean, and that's been many like years ago. But I got yeah. this one on Gatefold Vinyl, too. Did you? Yeah. That's it's a cool, cool package, too. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it, it came out well. But no, I like it. I, I'm happy you did it. I don't, you know, like I said, it's my number three album of the year. And, so, I, you know, it's, and it's not just because it's Alice Cooper. No, you know, it's but it's part of it, of course. And, you know, and. Alice Cooper was a big part of our 2017. Like we got to witness the reunion yeah. of the original band on stage. That I'm gonna, was, say, I'm gonna oh. go ahead and say all of a sudden, concert of the year 2017, hands down, no question about it, mm. was Alice Cooper that night. That was an awesome show. That's up there. I don't know, but we got to see the original. Yeah, band I mean, play it was together. it was magical to be in. It that was room. magical. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, it was. That was. You felt like you were witnessing 
history. Yeah. yeah. And it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Great show. Okay, so we're up to my number five or four. What are we up to? Uh, let's see. You are up to your number four, right? Let's see. Let me check. One, two, no, what's no, my this number is your number three. Okay. Yeah, so Alice Cooper's my number three. Here's your number my three. My number three. Okay, this one and this album didn't really knock me out right off the bat, and I don't think I gave it much of a chance because the last album this band did, I didn't really like much. Um, talking about Warrant, Louder, yeah. Harder, Faster. Um, so their ninth studio album released May 12th on Frontiers and was produced by Jeff Pilson. But... Uh, I didn't really even give it a shot when it came out. I just kind of ignored it. Really? I just assumed it'd be just like Rockaholic, which I didn't really like. I mean, it's it's got that song. That's got a few good al- songs on it. But this sounds like the whole band is gelled together with Robert Mason as the singer. Yeah. And uh, it's got everything you'd want from Warrant. Totally. Um, yeah. It's got, you know, up-tempo stuff. It's got ballady stuff. It's got everything you'd want. It's even got kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff for it the does. people that love cherry pie. You know? It does. Yeah. And tracks that stand out to me are Devil Dancer, Perfect, and this one's called Faded.
heard that come on the radio, you could have sworn that came out in 1990. Right, yeah. Today. It would have been huge in 90, yeah. maybe. But, but it's just good hooky rock and roll. And Robert Mason, you can't, they've, they've found their front man to replace yep. Jenny Lane. Now, you can never replace him, but he's the next best thing for that to, band. to carry on with the yeah. band the way they are it's it's a perfect lineup for them this one i've got it for my i asked for it for my birthday mm-hmm. you know a couple of weeks after it came out i actually have it on cd and you know stuck it in my cd player immediately in the car and was listening to it everywhere mm-hmm. i went and you know at first it didn't really grab me yeah. you know i didn't I, the first couple of listens i was like yeah you know i don't know but like you say the more i listen to it the more it grew on me, the more I liked it. This one is like probably my favorite album. This would have been my number eleven. Oh, really? For sure. Oh, yeah. It's that's one of those bands where fairly or unfairly, it's like okay, it's Warren. I know it's supposed to sound like this, and then if you don't get that right off the bat, you don't really think much about it. But like I, you know, putting together the list, I'm like I remember liking a couple songs off this, and then I just at work just you know ran through it like four times in a row and i was like by the end of the fourth time I was like i really like this right yeah. now it's like it's actually really good it's really good yeah it's For, pretty cool man it's, 2017 warrants coming out with new music and it's just kick ass i mean it's number three on your top 10 of the year yeah that's awesome do we want to do any more writer stuff and then yeah let's do a few more of them then we'll do our top two then we're down to the nitty gritty. All right. Let's see what we got here. Okay, here's one from Phil Lasati, our Canadian staff writer up there. He's got the rock and roll. He knows what's going on. And here's his top ten. At number ten, Sumo Psycho, Opus Mar, I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't know about Sumo Psycho. That's a cool name, though. Yeah. They sound like they'd be cool. At number nine, the Bare Naked Ladies. Fake nudes. Okay, well, we can't we can't stand by everything our writers pick. <laughs> Phil's fired. Sorry, Phil. Just playing. He got fired on the show for that bare right. naked ladies. What the heck? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Uh, number eight, Steel Panther. Mm. We haven't talked about that. That was a pretty good album. I liked it. Um, seven, Matt Mays. Once upon a hell of a time. I don't know nothing about that. Mm-mm. Here's one I didn't realize. These guys are coming out with albums still. The Killers. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, okay, Phil, you really are fine. No, I'm just kidding. Here's another one that I had no idea was still making music. Seether. <laughs> yeah. Poison the Parish. No, they had, a, one bad. they had a song or two off that that was on the radio that I actually really liked. Yeah? Yeah. At number four, a band called In My Coma. The album's called Next Life. At number three, he's got the Foo Fighters, Concrete and Gold. At number two, All Vase. Yeah, I guess so. All Vase. A-L-double-V. A-Y-S. If, and if I know and if I know anything about double V's, that must be great. And at number one, Big Wreck with Grace Street. That's I, on I like Big Wreck. Yeah, it's a good band. I didn't really get a chance to check that one out. So. It, it almost made my list. It's yeah. good. All right. It's what you would expect from Big Wreck. Okay, so here's another one from Metal Mama. Here's Metal Mama's top ten. At number ten, a band called License, called License to Rock. I like that because it's the number two, like license to rock. It's like having a Y instead of an I. That means it's got to be good, right? And number nine, Wrath with Revelation. That's the second time I've seen them on here. Here's one that this one I thought was really damn good, too, and I could have put that maybe. It's a tough thing about these lists, man. You know, tomorrow it might not be the same 10 if I started over again. This was on my initial 10. This is, yeah, this was one I had right up there, too. Number eight for Metal Mama, Stephen Piercy solo album, Smash. Good album. Here's another appearance by Night Ranger. There there must be something going on with this Night Ranger. I'm going to have to listen to the new stuff. I'm not a big Sister Christian kind of (laughs) guy, but 
You know, there must be something going on with it's this new Knight record. Ranger. It's a good record. I liked it. Number six, Bigfoot. You had that one covered. Yep. Number five, Kicking Valentina. We like that band. Number four, Every Mother's Nightmare. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Number three, Revolution Saints. Number two, Eclipse. And number one, Except the Rise nice. of Chaos. She's, I like Metal Mama's She's pretty picks. well in line with our picks. She's got good taste in music. Cool. All right. From all the way over in the UK, staff writer Tom Cornell. His top ten, number ten, Alice Cooper. Number nine, Leprous. Number eight, Soul Enema. Hey. That doesn't sound pleasant. All right. You have a shitty soul. Number seven, he agreed with you with Living Color. Mm-hmm. Number six, I had no idea this band had a new album. I did. Sticks. The mission didn't like it. No, I, I don't like sticks. No, I like some sticks. Mm-hmm. Double gotta gato, Mister Roboto. I really don't. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, a band called Life Signs. Number four, the Von Herzig, Herzen Brothers. You know them. Mm-hmm. Number three, the Tangent. Number two, Walter Trout. No. No, no Walter Trout. I got nothing. Sounds metal to me. Uh, I, and, got two, uh, I got lots to learn from our writers. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's just not enough time in life to listen to every album, but that's why we count on you guys so much. And thanks to all the Decibel yes. Geek writers. Number one for Tom Cornell out of the UK is a band called Pain of Salvation and an album called In the Passing Light of Day. Mm. All right. How many of these we got left? One, two, three. Four, five, six. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to all of these. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Got to do David Glenn. Okay. Number 10, Unleash the Archers. Number 9, Sideburn. Number 8, Black Star Riders. Number 7, White Light Cemetery. I don't know that. Number 6, Old Company. That's a name I've seen a couple times already. Revolution Saints at 5. Number 4, Chakra. Number 3, The Wild with an exclamation point. I no don't, why, though. No why. But the exclamation point makes up for the okay. Y. See, it's all it's all heavy metal grammar, I guess. Yeah. Uh, album called Wild at Heart. Number two, KXM, mm-hmm. Scatterbrain. I know you had to like that, right? Mm-mm. No, no, didn't do it. Didn't do it for me. And number one, this is a band that's you know reoccurred on this list throughout the whole thing, almost on everybody's list. Number one for uh, David, the man in Japan, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Is Eclipse. Let's do Jer- Jeremy Bednarski's real quick. Okay. Let Jer- me read these. Okay. You He's do got, the speed reader voice. Yeah. For number 10, John 5 and the Creatures, Seasons of the Witch. Number 9, Concrete and Gold by the Foo Fighters. Number 8, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Lay wow. it down. I didn't even know he had an album out. Number 7, Alice Cooper Paranormal. Next thing I know, you'll be telling me Johnny Lang had an album out. Yeah. Number, number 6, LA Guns, The Missing Piece. Number 5, Warrant. Number 4, Living Color. Number 3, Oh yeah, Johnny Langan. What? Oh, mind blown. Uh, number two, <laughs> number two, Thunder. Number one. This didn't make my list at all. And that's Cheap Tricks. We're all right. What happened with Cheap Tricks? We're all right. Everybody loved the album the, from the year before. I and I thought the one the year before was better myself. Yeah, I, but it's okay. I, I tried listening to it a few times. I'm not a giant Cheap Trick fan though. Don't, Any don't anymore? Kill, don't kill me, Ken Mills. I you never said about- I was. Like you're not a, yes you are a huge Cheap Trick fan. No, I'm not. What? I like Cheap Trick. I don't hate them. I'm just not a giant fan of theirs. But I always thought you loved Cheap Trick. No. I like them. I like a handful of songs. Huh. I feel let on. I always thought you were a bigger Cheap So I'm a bigger Cheap Trick fan than you? Most likely. Wow. I like the early like the first few records. Yeah, that's my Heaven Denied in Color, Self-Titled. Yeah. But once you get into the 80s, not so much. No, there's some strange stuff in the 80s. 
But not, I'll have to but get I'm that not one like, another list. They're one of those bands where everyone I know worships them, but I don't. I'm not the, to that level. Yeah. Huh. I don't discount their their talent, and I like songs, but I don't go gaga over them. I think I may own two of their albums. Wow. Yeah. I misread you. I guess so. <laughs> Have you recited Cheap Trick in 2018? Let's do it. All right. We've got to get Ken or BJ on for that one. All right. Here's Rock and Ron Runyon, the man from Decibel Geek TV. Man, he's the YouTube master. At number mm. 10, he's got Revolution Saints. At number 9, Warrant. Number 8, Cheap Trick. Number 7, Bonafide Flames. Mm. I don't know that one. Uh, number 6, Pink Cream 69. I love that band. Didn't really get a chance to check it out. At number 5, Classic 78, Side 1 and Side 2. At number 4, Burnt Out Wreck. I don't know that. I'm going to have to ask Ron about that band. Mm-hmm. Number three, Alice Cooper. Number two, Trucker Diablo. And number one, Eclipse. All right. So let's go back to our picks real quick. Okay. And you are up. Let's this see. is your number two. So here's my number two album of the year. And when it first came out, I was pretty stoked about it. I liked it a lot. And then, again, as we were going through these year-end, you know, listening back to stuff, and I pulled this one out and stuck it in the CD player in the car and was checking it out. And it's like, wow, you know, I liked it when I first listened to it when it came out earlier in the year, but I listened to it once, and I'm like, man, that's a damn good album. Mm -hmm. I listened to it again, and it's like, oh, man, this is good. Listen to it a third time. It's like, I should probably move on and, you know, do some more research for the rest of my 2017 picks. I listen to it another time. I was like, man, this album's good. <laughs> it's my number two album of the year. I freaking love it. I freaking love it. Every song on this album is just kick ass. I'm talking about Mark Slaughter's Halfway There. Here's another one I'm going to go to decibelgeek.com and our awesome writers. Here's Stephen Michael did the review for Halfway There. I could say it no better, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and use his words to tell you about this album. Stephen Michael says, Make no mistake about it, Mark Slaughter has created a rock record that is very well textured with a variety of sounds from melodic rockers, supernatural, and turn it to heavier, darker songs like Devoted, Reckless, and Conspiracy. Conspiracy, man, that was the perfect song to use as the intro for when we did our Conspiracy episode. Yep. He goes on to say, I'm pretty sure I even hear the use of a Mellotron. That's a type of keyboard used on tracks by the Beatles back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is a record that needs to be heard from front to back. It's a complete album, and not one is meant to be heard in a single dose. I agree with that 100%. That's why I had a hard time <clears throat> getting off this album yeah. once I started listening back to it. Like, you know, I literally, honestly said, I need to start checking out more music. Mm-hmm. I can't just listen to Halfway There over and over again. I got other stuff I got to yeah, pick. I'm you know? halfway through my list. And I'm stuck, you know, and I'm stuck, and I don't want to stop listening to this you got to listen to the whole thing it's so good you know here's a song that is it jumps out of me because it's a hard rock and heavy ass tune mark slaughter just wails on guitar and this one's called reckless
honestly, at the beginning of the year, I would have thought L.A. Guns is going to be my number one. I thought maybe Jack Russell is going to be my number one. I didn't really expect Mark Slaughter to rank so high on mm-hmm. the list, but good God, this is good. It's a surprising record. I mean, like, it's 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 heavier than the last one. Yeah, that's and, what I like about it. But he pulls it off, like you know, because I just, I remember a couple people I've talked to. I was like, you gotta listen to the new Mark Slaughter album. It's really heavy, and they're like, well, I don't know if I want to hear a Mark Slaughter album that's really heavy. But that's I mean, not what he's known for. But he, but it works. But my favorite Slaughter songs were the heavy stuff. Yeah, I you know. know. And there's stuff. Yeah. There's things on this album that you know remind me of like different eras of Slaughter. Right. Like there's songs off here that I think. Wow, man, that would fit really good on Revolution, which is a Slaughter album that yeah, nobody like that knows album. that I really love. I you know, that might be my favorite Slaughter album. But just a little bit of everything that any Slaughter fan could dig. Yeah. And it's a bummer that Slaughter isn't out playing some of these songs. You know, it's mm-hmm. like this might be a situation where. Man, these last few albums that Mark's done are so good, he might have to pull a Gene Simmons and get himself together a band, you know, and being that he's here in Nashville and there's plenty of great guys to choose from right here, I would love to see Mark tour on this. Throw in some Slaughter songs that you don't hear mm-hmm. all the time, you know, he some some cool backtrack yeah. stuff, and then throw in some of these songs from these last two albums, definitely some tracks off of Halfway There. He did do a, a show up in the New York area yeah. with a, some hired guns and Bobby Rock on drums. Oh, wow. And they actually did that time of year. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah do some Vinnie Vincent I stuff. I think it was that time, or that time of year, or Love Kill. I can't remember which one. But yeah, they did, they did do one of the Vinnie songs. Wow. Yeah. See, that would be so cool. Bust out a couple of Vinnie Vincent tracks that you haven't heard in forever. Pick out a couple of Slaughter tunes that you really love, you know, that Mark himself really loves that never gets to play live. Like, hey, Mark, what, you know, handful of songs by Slaughter do you love the best, but you never get to play live? You could do that with your solo band. Yeah. And also play some of these songs because, man, the new stuff from Mark Slaughter is great. It bums me out that we don't get new actual slaughter band music but i mean this more than makes up for it sure you know yeah dane strum's not there maybe not the rest of the guys know zoltan but i mean man as a slaughter fan Mm. in 2017 life is good yeah all right so for my number two of 2017 this album came out earlier in the year and uh it stuck with me through the whole year i uh i was very impressed with it and it's uh I guess it's another one of those quote-unquote supergroup type side project things. It's a band called Tokyo Motor Fist. And the the names you'll mostly remember from this band are Ted Poley on vocals and Steve Brown from Trickster on guitar. And um, it seemed like another one of the million side side project supergroups that you see thrown out every year. Because that's really become a trend. It's like, this guy's from this, this band, this from that band. And a lot of times the results aren't great. I mean, they're they're just kind of average. It's something for those guys to do together. And this one worked. Um, the material on this album is just stunning. Uh, a lot of great harmonies, hooks, riffs. There's a good slick production, which I like. That I like overproduced stuff. I always have. Um, this album was this was the biggest surprise album of the year for me. Like when it uh, when the the late Frontiers sent it to me in the email and and I read the description. I'm like, oh, this will be this should be interesting. I didn't have high hopes for it. And next thing I know, I've, I'm enjoying pretty much every song on the entire record. And I was going to say, it's your number two of the it's year. It's number so. two of the year, and it's uh, it's stayed with me all through the year. I go back to it pretty regularly. This is Tokyo Motor Fist with a song called Put Me to Shame. 
sounds a little like uh, high and dry era Def Leppard to me. Yeah, I get that vibe off it. That's pretty cool, you know. And I was never the biggest Danger Danger or Trickster fan, but right. I like this. Yeah, this is good. It's a good mix, and there's good strong songwriting at, through the whole record. And uh, I think the Def Leppard thing comes from Steve Brown a bit because he he was Def Leppard's guitar tech, and when Vivian uh, had to go to uh, chemo for his for his cancer uh yeah. steve brown stepped in for him so wow. he, he actually got some uh, experience with def leppard but if you haven't checked out tokyo motor fist and you like that uh, you know that high gloss production and hooky songwriting and in anthemic sound uh, i think you'll really enjoy that album that's cool man you i know? dig it good stuff all right. All right. Let's look at a couple more of mm-hmm. our. We're going to skip around a little bit. I don't think we're going to have time for everybody, but uh, we got to do this one. Yeah. Brian, that 70s guy, Ronald, our photographer and staff writer from Canada at number 10, the new Babylon AD, Revelation mm-hmm. Highway. That's really good. I like that a lot, too. That one could have easily made my top 10, I think. Um, number nine, Chrome Molly. Number eight, Burnt Out Wreck. That's That must be a Canadian thing going on up there, this Burnt Out Wreck. We'll have to check that oh. out. And number seven, Derek Davis, Revolutionary Soul. Mm. Is that? I don't know, Derek Davis. Is that the singer from Babylon 80? Mm, I, I got no idea. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking <laughs> of something else. And number six, House, uh, House of Lords. Yeah. Number five, One Desire. That almost made my list. That was yeah. very, that would, That would be my number 11. That's wow. a great melodic rock album. Huh. I've checked that out. Number four, Rocket Love. That's Rocket with two T's. I like the title. Grab the Rocket. Grab the Rocket. What's not to love about that? <laughs> and number three, Adrenaline Rush, Soul mm. Survivor. At number two, Ratchet Dolls, Damage. I haven't heard of that. Mm. Seems cool. And number one, this is the man that turned me on to it, Vane, Rolling with the Punches. He agrees. It's an awesome album. Cool. All right. Who else we got here? Ah. Ashcrafty. Yeah, Matt Ashcraft. His top 10. Number 10, The New Roses. Number 9, Night Flight Orchestra. Number 8, The Biters. Number 7, Black Country Communion. Mm-hmm. Number 6, The Bronx. I like I The Bronx. I didn't even know those guys still put out albums. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Number 5, Grand Royale. Number 4, The Glorious Sons. Number 3, Jesper Binzer. Number 2, Danko Jones. And number 1, Thunder. I know you said Thunder was... Thunder's good. How'd I, it do? I enjoyed it. And the thing with Thunder, if you like production, you'll love Thunder's albums because they're all produced really well. Yeah. Um, the material didn't quite do it for me, but it's a good album. Right on. All right. Top 10 from The Meister, the man that's like our fourth arm. He's the man that makes a lot of things happen for us. Always has. Yes. Did Diamonds release an album? No, they didn't. Okay. They're not on the list. Okay. No. I knew what his number one would be if they had. Right. Well, you <laughs> probably guess what his number one would be any other time they don't have yeah, one. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Number 10, he agrees with you on Night Demon. Yeah. Number nine, Mithra. Mithra. Mithra with a Y. Uh-huh. See? Number eight, Shocker. Number seven, Triton. Or Titan. Titan. With a Y. Yeah. We're on a, there's something going on here. Why? That's the year of 2017, the year of why. Uh, number six, Soul Drinker. Number five, License. That's a band that's come up a few times now. License mm-hmm. to Rock. I'm going to have to look at that. Uh, number four, Accept. Number three, Burnt Out Wreck again. Number two, Live Sin. That's mm. a solo album called Follow Me. And number one, since Diamonds didn't come out with an album this year, yeah. <laughs> another band that the Meister is, he doesn't just love, he's also in love with, yes. just like Diamonds. It's Lady Beast. Right. 
vicious breed. That's good stuff, Lady Beast. I like that. I may have never heard of it without the Meister, so we right. can all thank them for that. All right. Uh, let's see. How about a couple of just uh, top threes? Okay. Uh, Leslie Dallaire, photographer from Belgium. Top three, Stephen Piercy, Warren, mm-hmm. and L.A. Guns. Cool. Uh, Mikael Svensson is yes. our writer from Sweden. And he's got a lot. We could do the whole thing for him. He's got a bunch of good stuff on here. Pretty Boy Floyd, Landslide, Trance, Key of Hearts, Radiation Romeos, Crazy Licks, Eclipse, Babylon AD, Chakra, and Brother Fire Tribe. Hmm. See, and you got to pay attention to to Mikhail because he's in Sweden, so he knows more about new rock and roll yeah, than probably does. the rest of us. And uh, let's see, finally on here, the Star Child wrote up a list for Colin us. Colin Francis. Colin Francis, his top three, Harem Scarum. That's, that almost made my list, too. Uh, Warbringer. And number one, Cavalera Conspiracy Psychosis. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, I see on here the Butcher Babies came out with a new album this year. Mm-hmm. Mr. Big, where was where'd Mr. Big line up for you? Didn't make my list. Mine either. Yeah, didn't I, really. It, it's got some good stuff. It just yeah. didn't come didn't come off right for me. Okay, so that's what we've got for our writers. Yeah, if we skipped you or missed you, we still love you. We do. We really appreciate our writers at decibelgeek.com because hey, they're the ones that keep us in the know about what's new in the world of hard, hard rock and. In classic metal, so mm. you know, kudos to you guys and the awesome job you did in 2017. Yes. I'm proud of each and every one of you. You know, we love you very much. Yes. The listeners love you. Keep it up. You're awesome. Okay. All right. So before we get into our number ones, we got anything else? You got any anything else you want to talk about 2017? <sighs> oh God, take too long. Yeah. Um, I was getting the only great year. Yeah, great year for music. Um, you know, usually when Wednesday 13 comes out with something new, it's in my top 10. This one, it's taken me a little few more more listens to get into it. So it may, it could have, should have been there, but I mm. won't know that until maybe next week sometime. So the, the only other also rants I have that haven't been mentioned, Santa Cruz almost made yeah, it. Um, yeah. A band called Oz that was reviewed on the site. Very accept sounding with like a twin guitar thing. Yeah. Snake Charmer, Second Skin, almost made it. Uh, Boba Flex and Big Wreck. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Um, I'll say this. Damn it, Marilyn Manson. I want my money back. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I actually bought the CD again. You know, that's tough when you go buy the CD and... What the shit? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Just rock out. Just <laughs> rock out. That's all I ask. Just, you know, kick ass like you used to. And quick, quit uh, faking injuries from state. And stop being so artsy fartsy nobody cares about that shit just rock and roll damn it yeah. you're maryland freaking manson get scary get loud crank up the distortion and do what you do best not this weird shit knock it off knock it off all right well we got that's all i got to say about that <laughs> all right so what's your number one okay so my number one which this is kind of off the wall kind of oddball thing it came in twos, so you got two EPs, so I'm glad they came out with both of them in 2017 because now I consider that an album. Me too. Um, I looked at this as, you know, what album did I get the most enjoyment out of in 2017? Mm-hmm. And it was pretty easy for me to look back on everything that came out that was new, everything on my top ten and beyond, all the stuff that I loved. But one album gave me pleasure more than anything else that came out in 2017 – and it was classic 78 mm-hmm. because, I mean, I, I can't get enough of it. 
you know, you guys have listened to the show. We've talked about, we've played classic 78. You know what it is. It's like a tribute to kiss in the early days, like, like in the seventies in their height, you know, this, when they say classic 78, it's like, this is music that could have easily been written by kiss. I mean, it's that damn good Mm -hmm. and released on an album in 1978. Right. The first time you played for me, I was completely blown away. It's yeah. it's so good. Yeah, I would love to know what Gene and Paul think of Classic Seventy Eight. They yeah. must love it. I'm sure they do. They must freaking love it. I bet you it's Gene and Paul's other than the Vault <laughs> album of the year in 2017. Also, right? Because it's so damn good. I wonder what Ace and Peter think of it. They gotta love it too. It's so good. Yeah. And then they came out with Side Two. Yes. And it's just as good as Side One. Yep. If you're a Kiss fan and you have not listened to Classic 78, you're missing out. You're big time missing out. But you can hear some of it now. But you can hear some of it right now because I'm going to play you a song. This one came off side one. You know, I, well, I think you can get it on just iTunes, iTunes right? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Go to iTunes, download it, put it on a CD if you have to. You've got to listen to this. You're going to love it. Here's a taste for you. It's so good. Classic 78. Makes me feel good when I listen to it, especially this song. It's called Standing Tall.
favorite thing about 2017. <laughs> it was a memorable record, man. It really was. And that song Jindel and yeah. Streetwise, like the Ace tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get they have Ace down completely. Oh man, and Paul Stanley and Paul, like that yeah. one, like the Standing Tall. How great is that? That is a. You would think even by the lyrics, you yeah. know, and the song structures, it's perfect. Yeah. Like the concept. Those guys are serious fans because they can, they get inside those guys' heads. That's it, exactly. Yeah. They're inside the heads of Kiss in 1978 <laughs> through some kind of magic. It's it's magical. If, if I could suggest anything, I would tell them to get a hold of some of those unfinished demos that Kiss had from yeah. the 70s and finish those songs themselves. Yeah. Make it like a Kiss cover album of yeah. the demos that never got released. You call it what could have been or something. I don't know. I would love to hear these guys take on some of that stuff. I, I would live, love to hear these guys do the Girl Can't Dance or audio video. Yeah, you know? in like 70s Kiss style. Yeah. yeah. That would have been great. I love it, man. We're going to see My, those guys in Atlanta. They're, they're going to be at the expo. Right on. And I think one day soon we're going to get them on the show, too. Yes. So that's fantastic. Without a doubt, without question, without apologies <laughs> my number one album of 2017 classic 78 side one and side two cool all right so now we're down to me all right this will be the playout song for the episode so we've heard this band and this album mentioned multiple times already on yeah. this show yeah well it's not, so it's not really much of a surprise i think everyone knew when this album came out earlier this year that knows me knew that this was going to be my number one album of the year yeah i only thought black star riders could give it a run for its money i wish it had but it didn't uh eclipse came out with momentum and um this band man i just out of sweden you know i have a lot of hope for rock and roll with denman here locally and but before denman came along this band was my biggest hope for rock and roll being saved this they're just amazing they had bleed and scream and then the the last album that came out and just which was uh armageddon armageddon eyes i can't remember yeah I yeah armageddon, armageddon eyes. eyes but both albums are great and then this one falls right in line with all with the other two and it's just like it's what a three album run they're on and like there's not a bad song on this one either and it's crazy. It's just the the material these guys put out. Eric Martinson's the singer and songwriter for the band, and they're just incredible. And uh, you know, melodic rock, but with a heavy twist. Yeah, you, know, you got really crunchy, good riffs, but there's good melody through all the songs. They're just they're just stunning. They're an amazing band. And like, if if you if you think rock is dead or doesn't have a future, and you only like listening to old stuff, buy these records, and you will yeah. totally re believe in rock and roll. Are these guys getting any play on radio in the states? No, none. That's crazy. Because they're new. Well, because you know, fuck, fuck radio, it sucks. I, they I get, know, but they get I mean, here. they could get exposure to yeah, you I know, agree. To young people that could say, "Oh, that's what rock's supposed to be like." I, I agree. had no idea because I think a lot of youngsters would get would get into them. But I want to start having like I'm gonna start calling local rock station. And be like, hey, I want to hear Eclipse. <laughs> I'm like, why is Mickey Mouse calling us? I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you want to say before we play this one out? No, it was a great year. Um, yeah, it was a great year. Yeah. It was a great year for music. It was a great year for us. It was, we got a whole lot of new friends. Mm-hmm. We, you did the first Rock and Pot Expo. Uh, we're going to look forward to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work to do. But yeah, we'll do it again. I mean, 
Man, onward and upward, brother. We're doing good. Yeah. All right. Well, Happy New Year to all you guys. This is Eclipse with a song called Vertigo, and we'll see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 